Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hello, it's the Reading Bug again. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is supported by Familius, publishers of creative award-winning books for kids and grown-ups, like Goodnight Whispers, a positive affirmation book for parents and children to read together, and Made for Me, a book about the bond between a dad and his baby. Get them at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Familius, helping families be happy. Hello, reader. We're back for part two of our dinosaur adventure. We released part one earlier, so be sure to listen so you're all caught up. Our podcast is mixed and mastered by Resonate Recordings and made possible by our sponsors and listeners like you. To learn more about how you can support us, visit our page at patreon.com and get access to music downloads, exclusive content, gifts, and more. Hello to our newest patron, Hayden, from California. You're part of what makes it possible for us to continue to write, perform, and produce new original stories and music. Thanks to all our patrons for your support. Reading Bug Adventures is created, written, and produced by The Reading Bug, our family-owned children's bookstore. Learn all about us at thereadingbug.com. And moms and dads, if these adventures get your children excited about reading, you can learn more about Reading Bug Box. Great books and more handpicked by me and our store staff and matched to your child's unique interests and reading level at readingbugbox.com. Do you remember what happened on our adventure last time, reader? That's right. The Reading Bug's magic book bag took us and our new friend, Dr. Patel, back in time, millions and millions of years ago, to a time when dinosaurs roamed the planet. Are you ready to continue our adventure? Great! On the count of three, let's all imagine ourselves back in time when dinosaurs roared and pterodons soared. Ready? One, two, three, let's fly! It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Oh, reader! Thanks for coming back. We've adventured to the time of the dinosaurs, the Cretaceous period to be exact, more than 65 million years ago. We're here with Dr. Patel, a paleontologist, and with the reading bug, of course. And we've already seen a number of dinosaurs, both big and small, all plant eaters, thankfully. But it started raining really hard, and the river below us is filling up quickly. Oh, no. Lauren, it looks like Albert ran a little too close to the riverbank, which is getting muddier and muddier from all the rain. He's stuck in the mud. The more he tries to free himself, the more he is sinking down into the mud. Reader, do you remember Albert? He's a little Albertodromius dinosaur, just a bit bigger than a dog. And he's awfully cute and friendly. We need to rescue him. And there's that noise again. That's right. We can hear, but not yet see, another dinosaur coming our way. And Dr. Patel thinks it might be a meat-eater or carnivore. We must rescue poor Albert. 
But we also need to get out of here and hide before whatever is making that horrible noise appears. What should we do, Reader? If we try to get close enough to pull Albert out, we might get sucked into the mud too. And then we'll all be easy prey for whatever carnivore is fast approaching. I have an idea, but we'll need to act fast. In the Jungle Book, do you remember when Mowgli tries to use a vine to rescue the baby elephant trapped in the ditch? Well, maybe if we grab some vines from the rainforest behind us, we can tie them together, lasso them around Albert, and pull our new friend to safety. Now that's some quick thinking, Reading Bug. Stay here. I'll be right back with some vines. Here you go. Everyone, grab an end and help me tie them together. Great. Now for the hard part. Let's make a loop and try to throw it around Albert. Just like that. Okay. Everyone, hold the loop open together and on the count of three, let's all throw it at Albert. Ready? One, two, three, throw! Oh no, we missed! Quickly, pull it back. The dinosaur is getting louder, which means he must be getting closer. Okay, focus everyone. One, two, three, throw! Great job, we've got him! Now, pull! The ground is so slippery, I can hardly pull without falling over. Put a foot on that rock and push off of it. Great idea, okay, ready, set, Pull! Again. Ready, set, pull! I think it's working! He's moving! He's moving! Um, Dr. Patel? I'm afraid we may be too late. The dinosaur that's making that terrible noise is just about to join us. Look, reader. There he is! Dr. Patel, oh no! Look up in the sky! It looks like a flying lizard! It's enormous, and it's heading this way. Oh, no. Oh, no? Yes. That lizard is known as a Quetzalcoatlus, and it's the largest flying creature in the world. It has a wingspan of more than 35 feet, three extremely sharp claw-like fingers, and a long, thin, toothless beak. It's also a carnivore, as you suspected. Oh, my. With Albert stuck in an easy target, he might be about to gobble him up. Everybody, pull! Look closely, Dr. Patel. The flying lizard is amazing. It has a wing spread of a medium-sized airplane, and it looks like it's coming in for a landing. We should run and hide. No, no, he's not coming for us. He's coming for Albert. Pull! Oh no. The Quetzalcoatlus has scooped Albert up in his claws and is flying away with him. What should we do? Whoa! 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 Whoa. What's happening? Lauren, Reader, Dr. Patel, you're... you're flying! Reading Bug, you're right! Look, Reader, we're hanging from the vine that we looped around Albert. When the Quetzalcoatlus scooped him up, he took us along for the ride, too. And now we're dangling 20 feet below the Quetzalcoatlus's enormous wings. Oh boy, don't look down, reader. We're going higher and higher 
and higher. Don't worry, everybody. Just hang on tight to the vine and try to relax. I don't think the Quetzalcoatlus has noticed you yet. And Albert is still okay. I can see him wiggling up above. Flying can really be a lot of fun, I promise. I'm not sure I like dangling from a dinosaur as a way of flying, Reading Bug. But you sure can see a lot from way up here. Look, we're flying fast over massive trees of the rainforest right now. The trees are very close together, but if you look closely, you can see a few dinosaurs moving around in there. And look at the valley to our right. There's more dinosaurs. It looks like a whole herd of them running quickly through the tall grass. Reader, this Quetzalcoatlus isn't showing any signs of slowing down. Where do you think he's taking us? Maybe we're heading back to his nests. I read that Quetzalcoatlus nests are most often found at the top of large hills or cliffs. And, oh no, it looks like we're heading right for that volcano in front of us. You're right, reading bug. Because these Quetzalcoatlus are so big, paleontologists think they needed a running start in order to fly. Kind of like an airplane needs a runway. Hills, cliffs, and mountains would let them get more takeoff speed, which may be one reason I like to nest at the top. I'm not sure we're going to make it, Lauren. If that Quetzalcoatlus is landing, he may end up right on top of us, or Albert, and squish us flat or drag us along the ground. We need to think quickly and get away. I'm afraid you're right, Reading Bug. Reader, any ideas? Here's a thought. What if, when the Quetzalcoatlus gets close enough to the ground, we all open our umbrellas at once? Much like the wings of a bird, or Quetzalcoatlus, an open umbrella will create drag by capturing the air around us. If the drag pulls us in the opposite direction we're flying now, it might just be enough to pull Albert and us out of the Quetzalcoatlus's grasp. I'm afraid we don't have any other options. We're coming in for a landing, quickly. Okay, Dr. Patel, let's hope this works. Reader, quickly, take out your umbrella now and point it behind us. Reading Bug, fly up ahead and let us know when we're just above the ground so we know when to open our umbrellas. Okay, Lauren, when I tell you to, quickly open your umbrella to create some drag and pull Albert free. Get ready, get set, now! pretty rough landing. But look, we're free of the Quetzalcoatlus, and Albert is too. Everyone okay? <laughs> Dinosaur kisses. Thanks, Albert. I'm happy to see you too. Albert, Albert, you're okay. Look at you. You're pretty muddy, but otherwise, you look good. I'm so glad you're okay. Great work, everyone. Quickly, Albert. Here, boy. Now, let's all run for cover under those trees before the Quetzalcoatlus realizes what's happened and comes looking for us. Phew, we made it. I think we're safe. And look, reader, it stopped raining now. The sun is shining brightly, and there's a beautiful rainbow across the sky. I think this story is about to have a happy ending. Wonderful! The sunny sky should make it easier for us to move around and see more sights and, maybe, more dinosaurs. What do you say we start walking back the way we came and see if we can find Albert's family? That Quetzalcoatlus carried us a really long way, so we'll need to move pretty fast, but we also need to be quiet. 
We just narrowly escaped one carnivore. We don't want to attract any others. Reader, Reading Bug, Lauren, Albert, quickly and quietly, follow me. Okay, Dr. Patel, you lead the way. Reader, do you think you can move quietly with me through the rainforest? Lift your knees high so you don't trip on any plants, vines, or logs. Then put your feet down carefully to avoid making too much noise. Great work. Keep going. Reader, Lauren, did you hear that? Don't worry, Reading Bug. It was probably just the wind blowing through the trees or a tree falling in the distance. That didn't sound like a tree to me. You're right, Reading Bug. Everybody stop. Stay perfectly still. What is it, Dr. Patel? I'm not sure, but I think... Yes, I'm sure it's getting closer. Oh no, what should we do? Well, like I've said, I'm used to working with dinosaur fossils, not real live dinosaurs. But nevertheless, I have a suggestion. Run! Reader, you heard Dr. Patel! Let's go! Quickly, everyone, this way! Oh no, it sounds like the dinosaur is getting even closer. I can't see where he is. Can you, Reader? I can't see him, but I can hear him. And he's still coming toward us. That's for sure. Listen to those noises and those footsteps. I don't know what kind of dinosaur that is, but he sure sounds big. Keep running. Dr. Patel, look up ahead. There's a small cave about 50 feet in front of us. If we hide in there, maybe the dinosaur will run right past us. Great idea. As fast as you can. Everyone head for the cave. Oh no, my book bag, I dropped it. No time now, Bug. Keep flapping those wings and get to the cave. We'll grab the book bag after the dinosaur passes. That's it, right in here. Everyone in? Great. Now don't make a sound. Oh my, Raider, I can hear the dinosaur getting closer and closer to us. He's sniffing around, probably trying to figure out where we've gone. And look, he's just coming through the trees. Don't move a muscle. Wow, you were right, Dr. Patel. He's enormous and strong. And he looks a little like Albert. Maybe that's Albert's dad trying to find him. I don't think so, Reading Bug. Look at all those sharp teeth. And look at those powerful claws. And look at the enormous size of that dinosaur. That's no Alberto Dromius. That's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. A Tyrannosaurus Rex? Oh no. The Tyrannosaurus Rex is one of the biggest meat-eating animals to ever live on land. We're no match for a massive dinosaur like that. Look, reader, the T-Rex is almost 20 feet tall, and he looks extremely powerful and hungry. Did you know that a T-Rex's mouth is a giant biting machine, and it is filled with 60 sharp, stabbing teeth? Don't worry. I don't think he sees us here. Maybe we're too small, or our smell is unfamiliar. But he seems to be moving away from the cave. And towards my book bag. Shh. Oh no, look, 
The T-Rex is looking carefully at my book bag. He's sniffing it and staring at it. Please, please, please don't squash it and all the incredible books inside. Reader, look. He's just scooped up the book bag in his paws, and now he's heading back into the rainforest with it. What are we going to do? Not only is my book bag filled with some of my very favorite books, but we'll never get back home without it. I'm afraid there's nothing we can do, Reading Bug, unless you'd like to go toe-to-toe with that 10-ton sharp-toothed monster. Reader, look. The T-Rex has disappeared into the thick cover of the rainforest. And so has our book bag. At least we're all still in one piece. But with the book bag missing and no way home, I'm not sure we'll be able to stay safe for long. What a scary and dangerous place to be trapped. What are we going to do? Let's focus on what brought us here in the first place, returning Albert to his family. At least we can do that, can't we? And then, who knows? We may think of an escape plan or run into a bit of good luck. Or we might run into that T-Rex again. Reading bug, reader, Dr. Patel is right. Even when the odds are stacked against us, even when the going gets tough, we need to pick ourselves up and persevere. Don't be scared, don't you cry. Keep your head held up high. We're all here, never fear. We'll get through this. Just hang tough and stay strong. Sing this calming song. Take a breath, breathe in deep. You're okay. Thanks, Lauren. I needed that. I think we all did. Okay, then. Let's finish our mission and help poor little Albert find his family. Who's with me? We are. (laughs) Thanks for the kisses, Albert. Everyone, follow me. I think this is the way back to the river where we started our adventure. Maybe Albert's family is there. Great thinking, Reading Bug. But even if we make our way back to the river, how are we going to find the other Alberto Dromius? How will they know we've got Albert or where to find him? Dinosaurs may not have any cell phones to call each other with, but they still got something pretty useful. Their voices. Right. Remember how that Parasaurolophus called out to all her friends when we were by the river? Paleontologists believe that dinosaurs communicate with one another like birds and reptiles communicate in our time, using their voices to make noises and their bodies to show whether they are communicating something friendly or something aggressive. Being here in person and seeing these dinosaurs interact, it's pretty clear that they are right. Reader, do you remember the noise Albert made when we were trying to pull him out of the mud? That's right! It sounded a little bit like a giant baby crying. Let me give it a try. (laughs) How's that? For a human, you make a pretty good dinosaur, Dr. Patel. Well, since that's what Albert sounded like when he was calling for help, Maybe if we all make the noise, the other Albertodromius will hear it and come to the rescue. What do you think, reader? Can you call for help like an Albertodromius as we make our way through the rainforest? Great! 
Let's try together on the count of three. One, two, three. Great job. If I didn't know better, I'd say we make a pretty convincing herd of dinosaurs in need of help. Let's try again. One, two, three. Lauren, reader, stop. Listen. Do you hear those sounds? It's almost like someone is calling back to us. Do you think it could be? Albert's family. I think so. Yes. It sounds just like him. Quickly, follow Dr. Patel, reader. I think the sounds are coming from over here. Great. I'm certain we're getting closer. Wait, stop. Look up ahead. Do you see what I'm seeing? Oh, yes. Look closely, reader. They blend into the lush green and brown colors of the rainforest. But just ahead of us, in a small clearing, are several more dinosaurs. And they look just like Albert. Albert, look. It's your family. It's okay, boy. We'll miss you, too. But you need to be with your family now. Go on now. Good boy. Go see your family. (laughs) (laughs) Another dinosaur kiss. Thanks, Albert. Reader, look. Albert is rejoining his family. I don't know what a happy dinosaur looks like, but these dinosaurs definitely seem happy to me. Bye, Albert. We sure will miss you. What was that? I don't know, but Albert and his family have all disappeared back into the rainforest, hiding from whatever made that sound. Maybe we should do the same. Whoever, or whatever, made that noise is very, very close. If we run, I don't think we'll get very far before he sees or hears us. What should we do then? We can't just stay here. If we're discovered, we might get squashed flat or eaten. What if we climb? These trees around us are very tall, and their branches are low, perfect for climbing. Maybe if we climb to the top of one of the trees, we can get out of harm's way and see where we're heading. Great idea. Reader, I know you're great at climbing. So quickly and quietly follow me. First, grab that first branch above you. Good work. Now, pull yourself up until you can get your leg over the branch and sit on it. Good job. Now, Just keep doing that as we make our way higher up the tree. I don't want to rush you, but I think that dinosaur is getting closer. Keep going as fast as you can, but be careful to keep quiet too. If he sees us before we're high enough up the tree, we could be in big trouble. Hey, look over there. Now that we're high enough, I can see what's making that noise. And look, he still has my book bag. We're not nearly high enough up this tree to avoid his reach and his bite. Keep climbing. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Lauren, oh no, hang on! I'm okay. I caught myself on the branch below. Just a couple of scrapes and scratches is all. Don't look now, but I think the T-Rex heard that. 
He's headed this way. Quickly, climb up as high as you can. Reach up and pull. Reach up and pull. I think we're high enough now. Or at least I hope we are. Because here comes the T-Rex. Raider, look. He's sniffing and stomping all around our tree, trying to find a way up. But we're about 20 feet above him now, and I think we're safe. Whoa, hang on, everyone. He's trying to shake us loose now. Whoa. Whoa, hang on tight. Grab the branch with both hands, Reader. Lauren, Reader, look. He's dropped my book bag. It's lying on the ground beside him. Hey, careful. Don't squash my books, you mean giant. Wait a second. Reading bug, say that again. What? Don't squash my books? No, after that. What did you call him? Oh, I called him a mean giant. Yes, a giant. That gives me an idea. What other story has a giant in it? Reader, any guesses? Well, Jack and the Beanstalk is one giant story that comes to mind. Exactly. And when Jack was captured by the giant, just like we've been captured by this giant, what did he do to escape? He played a lullaby on the golden harp to put the giant to sleep. That's right. So, what if we sing our giant a lullaby? If we can put him to sleep, we might just be able to get out of this tree, grab your book bag, and get home. I'm in. What do you say, reader? Feel like singing to our sharp-toothed friend? Great. I sure hope this works, or else we may be stuck in this tree for a long, long time. Help me out, reader. Let's calm this T-Rex down by saying, shh, follow my lead. Shh, 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 Great. Keep it going. Oh, Mr. Dinosaur, it's time to snore. Oh, please don't you roar, Mr. Dinosaur. Close those huge eyes, take in some deep sighs and This giant T-Rex is not as scary as he seems. Oh, Mr. Dinosaur, it's time to snore. Oh, please don't you roar, Mr. Dinosaur. Dinosaur, it's time to snore. Oh, please don't you roar, Mr. Dinosaur. Look, I think it's working. He stopped stomping and snorting, and his eyelids look like they're getting heavier and heavier. Let's sing it again. Come on, everybody. Sing with me. Oh, Mr. Dinosaur, it's time to snore. Oh, please don't you roar, Mr. Dinosaur. Oh, Mr. Dinosaur. 
please don't you roar, Mr. Dinosaur. Everyone look, it actually worked. That T-Rex is sound asleep. And snoring. Quickly then, before he wakes up, let's get ourselves out of this tree. Quietly hang down from the branch until your toes touch the branch below, then let go. Great! Keep on going. There, we made it. And look, Albert and his family are back. Keep quiet, little guy. We don't want to wake that sleeping T-Rex. We're not out of the woods, or out of the Cretaceous period, yet. Now, reading bug, where's your book bag so we can get out of here? I don't know, I can't see anywhere. Wait, there it is, just under the T-Rex's toe. How are we going to get it way over there without waking up the Tyrannosaurus? Reading bug, reader, Lauren. When you're as small as an Abertodromius and surrounded by giant carnivores like this T-Rex, what do you think you'd need to be pretty good at? I don't know, maybe running? That's right! Abertodromius actually means runner in Latin because paleontologists suspect these little guys were extremely speedy based on the way their skeletons are put together. I bet Albert could grab that bag for us and get it over here quickly before the Tyrannosaurus realizes what's happening. Okay, Dr. Patel, but how can we tell him to grab it for us? We don't speak dino. Well, he likes licking my face. And he likes it when we pet him. And he runs in circles like a puppy with a case of the zoomies. I wonder. Albert, fetch the book bag. Fetch! Great idea! Fetch, Albert, fetch! Look, reader. It's working! And boy, is Albert fast! He's grabbed the book bag and is heading this way. But, uh uh-oh, the Tyrannosaurus is waking up! Come on, Quick, Albert, back to your family! Great job, Albert, you You did it! Good boy! Quick, everyone, into the book bag, now! One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in! We've had a big adventure within our book bag, and I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, book bag. Now it's time to fly away. Look outside, friends. The dinosaurs have disappeared. And now I can see birds, animals, forests, and fields. It looks like we're getting closer and closer to the 21st century because I'm starting to see jets, lights, skyscrapers, trains, rail systems, cities, automobiles, parks, homes and apartments, and lots and lots of people. And my watch is moving quickly forward again. What an adventure. I'll never forget little Albert or our flight underneath the wings of a giant Quetzalcoatlus. And I certainly won't forget being chased by the mighty T-Rex. Reader, maybe you can draw me some illustrations at the end of today's episode. If you enjoyed today's adventure, like I did, and want to have more dinosaur adventures, you can read any of the books in my book bag. I have a complete list for you at thereadingbug.com slash adventures. 
You did an amazing job today, reader. You helped lift everyone's spirits when things were looking bleak. And you braved a scary run-in with a Tyrannosaurus Rex. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Cause you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could sing your way into a Broadway show. Don't let anyone tell you no. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can make your dreams come true just by being you. We couldn't have done it without you, reader. And Dr. Patel, thank you so much for joining us on our adventure today. I'm sure we couldn't have made it back home without you either. It was my pleasure. And what a treat to adventure with brave, accomplished, and imaginative scientists like you. I look forward to adventuring with you again. See you again soon, reader. Goodbye. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper, and your imaginations too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. What an adventure. It's time to get your crayons and paper and start coloring. Be sure to share your illustrations with us by email or social media. And while you get started, we have a few people to thank. Today's episode is sponsored by Familius, helping families be happy with award-winning books like Made For Me and Goodnight Whispers. Made For Me is written by a dad, Zach Bush, for Dads Everywhere. It celebrates the special bond between a dad and his baby. And it's beautifully illustrated by Gregorio de Laurentiis. It's a great read and a great gift, especially for new fathers. And Goodnight Whispers is written by Michael Liana and illustrated by Danny Torrent. It's a positive affirmation book that parents and children can read together at bedtime for a happy pre-sleep ritual that strengthens their bond. Rituals are important for any young child and reader, and the entire team at The Reading Bug recommends both of these books. Get these and other great books from Familius at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Thank you, Familius, for making today's episode possible, and thanks to all of our individual sponsors as well. If you're interested in becoming a patron, visit our page at patreon.com and learn about how you can support Reading Bug Adventures' original stories and music. And help us grow our audience by telling everyone you know about our podcast or leaving a review. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe Savage, and our special guest, Dr. Aaron Nafak, with original music by me, Ross Gruet, and Alexa Thanos. Sound mixing and mastery was by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is a family-owned independent bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. And please support passion, expertise, and creativity in children's literature by continuing to shop with us or other local independent booksellers. Thank you. 
For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much, much more in the 100-plus episodes of The Past and the Curious that are currently available. Find it in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me. Get ready for a thrilling adventure with Culture Kids Podcast. Join us as we ignite curiosity, broaden horizons, and inspire empathy through culture, traditions, and interviews from people all over the world while having a blast with your whole family. We cover different topics like different greetings around the world and K-pop, Texas barbecue, and even Pokemon. And that's Culture Kids Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.